ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2018 edition of March Monster Madness here on Blah Blah Podcast. I am Jason Green, and with me, as always, is Sean Smith. Hello, Jason. Weren't you just talking to me a little earlier before the show started about Mike Dowling being on the show? You, I think you said oh. something along the lines of like three years in the making and now we own the bitch. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Sorry, he's Jason's had the flu, Mike. He's been really sick. No comment. Also with us today <laughs> is Mike Dowling. I am very confused. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, also with us today is Steve Coltis. Yeah, what's going on? Braun. And rounding out this crew is Dan Katz. This Mr. is my Katz. show now because it's a tournament, right? Yeah. <laughs> my, my show. My show. Mr. Katz from uh, Courage the Carly Dog. You remember that guy? Yeah. Sick dude. Played that weird music whenever he was on. It was like. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the second year of March Monster Madness. If you're familiar with this, stick around because I'm sure it'll be fun. And if you're not familiar with this, stick around because Sean is going to explain what the hell we're doing. And remember, you can always follow us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and on our YouTube page. So, Sean, please take it away, my friend. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, the second annual March Monster Madness tournament. Uh, it's a bracketed tournament. We're doing 32 characters this time. Uh, the way it works is we're going to be going from left to right on the bracket. You can look at the bracket up on our Twitter and Facebook page. Um, and uh, we're going to be judging each matchup uh, through voting uh, using three different categories. That being uh, cultural significance, character design, and head-to-head fight between the two. Um, so let's get started with the, the first matchup that we have. And that is number one seed, Godzilla. Um, a total of 30 film that appearances. That was Godzilla. <laughs> total of 30 film appearances. Uh, his uh, build height is 300 feet. And his abilities include super strength, atomic breath, fast regeneration, strong tail, sharp claws, ability to swim, atomic energy pulse, durability, and energy absorption. Um, and he's facing off against number 16 seed, the spiders from the movie eight legged freaks, uh, one film appearance, uh, height unknown. Uh, their abilities are super speed, venom, venomous fangs, uh, advanced intelligence, strength, endurance, and limited speech capacity. Limited speech capacity. I don't know. That's what wiki said. Just like Sean. (laughs) It's like that bear from annihilation. Very careful, Mike. We own you. (laughs) <laughs> I was trying to find the clip of David Arquette saying, uh, you ain't legged freaks, but I couldn't find it on YouTube. Damn. And I it's because uh, the company's trying to wipe it from existence. Yes. <laughs> David Arquette, a.k.a. the former WCW champion. But oh, I digress. Uh, I'll start this one off. So Godzilla versus the eight-legged freak spider. So cultural significance. I'm going to land that to Godzilla. But... With a little asterisk, because maybe you guys can correct me on this. Uh, giant spider movies have been around for a long time before Eight-Legged Freaks. So maybe Godzilla... Oh, yeah? How many can you was, name? Uh, the giant 50-foot spider. <laughs> well, <laughs> Lady. what I'm saying... Well, I mean, it depends on what you call a giant spider movie. Like, because we can go back to King Kong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was spiders on Skull Island, right? There was also mm-hmm. a giant spider in Godzilla that he fucked up. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I just for some reason thought there was like a giant spider movie from the 1950s that they made fun of on Mystery Science Theater. And I'm thinking to myself, what if Godzilla was influenced by that? But I don't know. I was just throwing that out there. Uh, head to head, I'm going to say Godzilla is going to squash these guys. And um, design, I'm going to definitely go with Godzilla. Although you can say that the god that God designed these spiders. So. Oh, boo. We get Maybe out. <laughs> that says something. I don't know. I'm going with Godzilla on this one. Who wants to go next? I'll take it. I'll go. Huh? Uh, but yeah, I pretty much agree with you, Jason. Uh, cultural, yeah, cultural significance. Nobody can talk to it, everybody. We're all drunk. Uh, <laughs> so Godzilla, for me, cultural significance-wise, uh, he's like, when people think of monster movies... Or like at least like you know like big monster movies like Godzilla's at the top of almost everybody's list. He's the king. He's king of the monsters. He's billed as that. Um, also, uh, design. I will take Godzilla because if unless someone can point out to me an actual bipedal lizard that breathes out atomic fire breath that exists in real life, I'll be right back. Be the- <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to just a giant actual creature we have on on Earth with a few different uh, abilities like the speaking. And uh, and fight in in a fight, it's it's he'll just breathe on them and they lit on fire and then they're dead spiders. So oh, yeah, I've, David Arquette can beat him. Yeah, then Godzilla can beat him. Yeah, so for me, although he was WCW champion. Oh god, then Godzilla is WCW champion now. <laughs> well, he's the linear champion. Yeah, he's. The... <laughs> oh god, oh god, but yeah, so Godzilla for me too. I'll vote Godzilla. Hello, is this thing on? Nobody wants to talk tonight, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, what happened? Uh, Yeah, I don't think this one's really much of an issue to figure out that Godzilla's winning this one. I mean, giant spiders are just spiders. They just use them because people people are afraid of spiders, (laughs) apparently. They are scary. Um, You know, cultural significance. Most people probably don't even know the movie Eight-Legged Freaks if they're not from... Like our generation, I'm sure people a little bit younger than us have no idea what it even is. Yeah, Jason can't even find a YouTube clip. Yeah, there's tons on YouTube, just not one with that not, uh, trailer. It's not very significant, and uh, yeah, spiders versus Godzilla is another no contest. He's gonna rip them apart. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, I can just say that Hanna Barbera did not make a cartoon about giant spiders. They did, however, make a cartoon about Godzilla. Yeah. And they also yeah. even made a cartoon about the God- yeah. the '98 Godzilla movie. Yeah. And Blue Oyster well, Cult did not make a song about eight-legged freaks. Oh, go go eight-legged freaks! Yeah, it doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to yeah. it. Uh, no, there's 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 no contest. Yeah, I, I just got one thing to say, and that is uh, spiders and cum. <laughs> so that's why you played last. that this whole time. And now like, spiders and go. Yeah. <laughs> go, go, Godzilla. <laughs> okay, Godzilla moves on. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Balrog from Lord of the Rings. Uh, one full. Do you want to do that in the background while I read his stats? One full appearance. He is 20 feet tall, and he has his abilities are superhuman strength, durability. Flight, immense heat, fi- a fire sword, a whip, and contr- he can control fire. And he- and, sh- and shadow. <laughs> He's facing off against number nine seed, the crocodile from Lake Placid. 
uh, with six <sighs> film appearances. Uh, it is 30 feet long, and the it has the ability to hide underwater. He has speed, large jaws with sharp teeth. Mm. Steve, I think you should take this one. You've been chomping at the bit. <laughs> so besides Star Wars, I'm also a pretty big Lord of the Rings nerd. And um, at least for me, the, the culture significance, I mean... Lord of the Rings, it could be argued that Lord of the Rings itself kind of is the benchmark for a lot of the fantasy genre. Uh, I mean, you have guys, you have J.R.L. Tolkien creating numerous languages and races and all kinds of crazy stuff for all those books. Um, and the Balrog is one of the most ancient beings in the lore. It was one of the first creations of one of the evil uh, Valar, which are the gods, Morgoth. And uh, I, think he's, I think he's badass. I just... I think he's just such a cool character because it's literally it is shadow and flame, like that's what he is. He's evil and fire. That's all he is. Um, design wise, again, it's just uh, it, it is a completely created monster from scratch versus a big version of what we have in real life. So I would have to give the Balrog design fight. Uh, the crocodile is longer and bigger, obviously, because Balrog's only twenty feet tall. Um, but it, there's a soup I mean the Balrog has a supernatural element to it and it's it's a it has an ability to wield weapons I feel like it could probably think a little bit better than the crocodile I think it would just the Balrog would probably hide in the shadows and wait for the crocodile to come out and then stab that some bitch in the forehead you dead now you dead <laughs> or he'd, or he'd whip or he'd, or he'd use the whip and pull it out of the water and just fry it to death eat he it can, he can heat up the whip well, with the the fire stuff. that was going to be my question if he's pure fire then how can he go in the water well, yeah, he, nah. They in the uh, in the lore, the Balrogs have been pulled into water. But if they get out fast enough, they can live. But if they get pulled in too long, they die. But and if they are in, mm, go on. I was just gonna say, I don't think the Balrog would be stupid enough to get pulled into the water. Yeah, I think the crocodile would take him. <laughs> Dude, I think the croc is fast. He's got the jaws. He got the bite to pull him down, keep him under. Um, we've so this this. this how, how many movie appearances has this Balrog had? One, because he got fucked up by Gond- Gandalf. Exactly. <laughs> by Gandhi. How many? Did- <laughs> Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. By, by, by a little pacifist. By a little pacifist. And then this hey, crocodile. Hey, he Gandalf is one of the most he, powerful he fights- beings in Lord of the Rings. You stop it. <laughs> he, he fights uh, anacondas and wins, I think. And he fights other things. The only thing he does not defeat is Betty White. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, but what can at this point? Yeah, that's <laughs> not time. She, she, she is God. I mean, but even even if Balrog does lose the fight for me, uh, it gets two out of three. So I'd go Balrog. Yeah. Now, if the Lake Placid crocodile bites the Balrog, tries to drag him in, I'm assuming, and see if you can correct me, that the Balrog would just overpower him and drag him onto land. I right? Think str- I think their strength would be pretty evenly keeled. I, I, that would be hard for me to judge because the Balrog is crazy strong, but a giant crocodile is also very very strong because they're like and with the crocodile you can go by stuff that exists in the real world real world because the crocodile has one of the most powerful bite forces in existence so mm-hmm. yeah if but you, if you multiply it then i don't see how it could be weaker yeah but this is the real world versus medieval Fan- fantasy yeah exactly so it's, it's for me for me i can see both sides of the fight but like i said it gets two out of three because the design is way bigger and i think that the the, the cultural significance of lord of the rings as composed or as opposed to a giant crocodile is uh, yeah. pretty, pretty uh up there too you know i agree i'm going all three i think the balrog can beat the crocodile uh, skewer him and eat him 
I'm actually going with the crocodile here. Um, Damn right. I (laughs) I think that uh, cultural significance I would actually give to the crocodile mainly because I think that most people, if you were to show them that scene from uh, Fellowship of the Ring, they would not know what the character's name is. Whereas everyone who sees a big ass crocodile goes, oh, Lake Placid. Yeah, but um, Gandalf says the name in the scene, so you, you know what? Well, I looked at this bracket, and I've seen the movie, and I did not know who the hell the Balrog was, and then I had to look him up, and I look at this guy, and I just the think of Street Fighter, I, right? Well, yeah, that was the first thing that popped up, <laughs> and then the second thing I'm thinking of, and I look at this picture of him, and I just think of uh, what was his name, Surtur from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, <laughs> that's where Surtur probably. Well, actually, Surtur existed before, but that was before Marvel took him from actual uh, mythology. <laughs> Yeah, but so I would say that the Balrog is just derivative. <laughs> as far as his design goes, I would give that to the Balrog, which then it, it comes down to the fight. And I think that the idea of the Balrog being weak to water would actually benefit the crocodile. And also the crocodile has uh, scales on him, which if he's as old as they say he is, is probably super thick and might even be impervious to fire. I don't know. Um, so... I'm narrowly going to give it to the crocodile. Mm, see, I, I I know what you're saying. I completely see what you're saying, but I just don't think the crocodile would be able to um, drag the Balrog into the water. All right. Well, we have a tiebreaker and I, here. And I think you haven't seen Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah. Not in a long time. I remember watching it on the sci-fi channel once when I was sick from school. <laughs> Oh my god! Like I can, I can show you a clip of the crocodile versus a helicopter. That motherfucker can pull down a helicopter. He can pull down a Balrog. <laughs> yeah, the Balrog could fucking punch a helicopter. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm uh, gonna have someone mad at me no matter what I go with at this point because Mike got pretty passionate there. And, uh, Sounds like they're Steve both kind of passionate. Balrog, yeah. yeah. But uh, for me, uh, design obviously I think does go to Balrog because. It, it's cool looking. It's not just a crocodile. But I think I'd have to agree that uh, whenever someone thinks about a crocodile movies, it's not like they're thinking of any of the other old like B-movie crocodile movies are going to think of Lake Placid like, immediately. Whereas the Balrog, like, there's plenty of people out there who would have no idea what that thing is, whether you name it or look it up. So, again, this comes down to the fight. And in my mind, I'm like, well, what if the crocodile just never leaves the water? Like, then oh god, nothing. You happens. broke it. <laughs> yeah, you broke so, it. <laughs> and in that case, it means like the Balrog, like, you know, can't fight the crocodile. But I don't think that he would. Like, but I don't think so, that he would just not leave the water because he leaves the water in the water. movie all the time. Oh yeah, no, I'm saying, but so the Balrog, like in my, I guess. It, it can fly, right? Isn't that something they would do? So it would probably like try flying above the water, like, oh, I got to get in there to kill that thing. And then the crocodile could just jump up and pull it in. And the helicopter. Mike, yeah. the helicopter. So I think I'm going to have to go with the crocodile from Lake Placid. Oh. God yes. damn it. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. He'll lose against we'll fucking Godzilla. Like He'll lose against fucking Godzilla. <laughs> we'll make arguments. <laughs> All right, I lost fair and square. I mean, fucking eighty-year-old Ian McKellen can defeat the Balrog, so why can't a crocodile? Right? <laughs> Fuck this tournament. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have uh, number five seed Gamera, uh, twelve fil- film appearances. He is 180 feet tall and weighs 1,200 tons. Uh, his, his abilities include he's resilient and has a strong shell. 
uh, flight, strength, fire, breath, <laughs> intelligence, elbow, spikes, <laughs> and the ability to go into a coma to regenerate. That's a just badass, like Superman. That's a badass turtle. And yeah. uh, he's facing off against number 12 seed, Gloria, from the movie Colossal. Glory hole. Oh, no. Uh, one film appearance. Uh, unknown height and weight. Uh, the abilities are strength and uh, human uh, abilities. Turtle. <laughs> it's turtle. It's turtle man. Turtle time. Um, so I, I will flat out say I have not yet seen Colossal, although I would like to. It's on Hulu. Uh, I just still have watched it. Who is it? Yes. Um, so I'm going to go at this as best I can. Um, design, I'm going to give to Gloria. Uh, it just looks cooler, I think. Um, I don't. It, it, it seems very inspired by. Uh, when I look at it, I kind of think of Clover a little bit, and like just an alien, just giant. But uh, I don't know. It. I think it. It just has that effect that something newer looks a little cooler, whereas Gamera is a little hokey. Um, but cultural significance, I think I got to give to Gamera because that's always been like the other kaiju. Um, where it's not because it's not one of the Toho monsters, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, it's a, he's from a different company, so yeah. So, so he's he's like the Roger Corman of of Toho. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you think of uh, that that's also sort of the thing, just where it's an older movie, it gets to be known a little more. There's more movies. Um, I don't think uh, Colossal Colossal I think will be remembered later because uh, I hear it's sort of about domestic abuse and it's came out like the. Uh, not really yeah. but sure yeah but like in so i think it came out at the right time for uh hollywood maybe in a few years to look back on it and it'll be a uh snapshot but right now it's got to go to gamera um as for uh head to head i i, I don't know because i still haven't seen colossal so i don't, haven't seen what kind of destruction it can do but we know that gamera can fuck shit up so I'm just going to blindly give it to Gamera. <laughs> well, the only thing that we know that it can do is move and maybe pick things up. Uh, we don't know if there's the ability to have any sort of like fire breath or anything that's shooting out. There's We don't see any of that. So I think by default, Gamera would just take... Gloria out just she would just stand there she's inexperienced because she doesn't know how to use the creature she's probably hammered so that's another (laughs) problem uh but then the other issue we run into is another location thing is uh, according to the the movie she can only be the creature in two locations oh yeah um but I'm sure Gamera could fly to those places so I'm not really concerned about that um, culture significance. I was saying that's more of like a weakness for oh. her. Um, culture significance. Obviously, Gamera would get that, and design. I would also just like Mike's go with Gloria. So overall, I would say Gamera wins. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, I haven't seen Colossal, and uh, if this is spoiler territory, don't say it. But like, if he just if he if Gamera just sits Snoke on dies. an Oh. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) If Gloria, if uh, Gamera just sits on Gloria, then the monster's like dead too, right? Um, that's a hard one to answer. Uh, (laughs) I don't think so, but I don't know. All right. 
it's it, some of it's left to in your it, it's a little ambiguous with what the monster can do mm. that makes it tough to make well, a, I, I an think argument he's, for he's it. meaning if Gamera sits on the human in Hathaway. Oh, not... yeah, yeah. Isn't that her yeah. name, Gloria? Well, you, she she's not part of this. We're only talking about the monster itself. I know, but like the monster's controlled by Anne Hathaway. So if Anne Hathaway's taken out, then the monster's ineffective completely, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna give it to Gamera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think just like uh. Like in Channel Six, since I've seen the movie, Gloria is a very cool-looking kaiju. Um, so I think the design goes to her there, and uh, I kind of have to agree with what both of them said. Um, cultural significance. Uh, everyone kind of has at least heard of Gamera. Gamera's features on uh, featured on Mystery Science Theater, so people know it from there. Um, and then there's always. Everyone's always wanted to see Godzilla versus Gamera because they're from two different film companies. Uh, and I guess that would mean that we might be able to get that fight at some point in this tournament because they're pretty close to each other, so it wouldn't even be that long. But uh, yeah, and head-to-head, if, if, if Gamera has all those powers and can use them against a hammered human who would have to be watching on a screen to even see this fight because she'd be fighting blind otherwise. Um, yeah, I think Gamera has the experience to take her down. So Gamera wins. All right. Uh, okay. Sorry, Steve, your, your vote doesn't matter, but I'm assuming you're going with Gamera too. Yeah, I was going to go with Gamera. All the other, re- all the reasons pointed out make sense. And also like you have a superpowered turtle versus just a drunk lady controlling a, a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have the Queen Harvester from Independence Day. Yes! Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Technically only one film appearance. Uh, Height unknown. Uh, Its abilities are high intelligence, jumping, energy shield, telepathy, ability to control smaller harvesters, and uses a comically big space gun. Um, And it's facing off against uh, number 13 seed, the dragon from the movie Reign of Fire. Uh, one appearance, uh, also unknown height and weight, and its abilities are fire breath, speed, flight, and the ability to pick up objects. Jason, you know a lot about Independence Day. <laughs> Welcome to Earth. <laughs> what uh, the hell is that so, smell? Isn't it Harvester Queen, not Queen Harvester? Hey, hey, hey. Isn't it semantics, but I think it is hey, hey, hey. the Harvester <laughs> Queen, right? Oh, whatever. I believe on the uh, official Independence Day wiki, uh, it Maybe is listed as Queen Harvester. Well, I'm looking. Uh, at I'm looking at it as Harvester Queen. Uh, it says Harvester Queen. Whatever. It's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. Now disqualified. <laughs> out. Pennywise, get out of here. As far as design goes, <laughs> as far as design goes, I'm gonna have to give it to my bay. The uh, Queen Harvester, because both of these characters, I don't feel have a uh, very unique design. Like one's just like a modified dragon in a way. And dragons have been like retooled and redrawn for years. Actually, the one movie that had really cool looking dragons in it was How to Train Your Dragon. But that was a great movie for another time. Uh, Queen Harvester kind of reminds me of just the gray aliens with the giant heads and the small eyes just like beefed up completely. And um, but I think that is a little more creative in my opinion so i'm gonna go with the queen harvester um cultural significance i mean 
a lot of people remember Independence Day overall than the sequel. Reign of Fire, I feel, kind of just came and went. Like, I remember seeing that on, I think it was FX a few years ago, and I just remember the scene where Matthew McConaughey is bald and just jumping forward. And I remember the PlayStation game, too. But Independence Day, I feel way more people would remember that. And um, maybe not the sequel, which is where the Queen Harvester appears in, but mm, I'm going to give that to the Harvester, too. And in a fight... um, I don't know about this one. I feel it now. Someone, someone, persu- uh, sway me with the fight. Got a big ship, blow that oh, dragon. You already, Boom, motherfucker. you already gave it the two out of three. So. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't know. I'm just still thinking about the fight. So someone else take it over. Queen Harvest has got that big gun on that ship. Boom, motherfucker. That dragon's evaporated. That gun is way too big. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the margin for error with that, considering how fast the dragon is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could just imagine the Queen Harvester just trying to to shoot the the dragon and just completely missing all every single time, um, <laughs> which then uh, begs a question: Well, if they were to actually physically fight each other, who would have an advantage? Uh, t- she can't fly, but she can jump real high, so it's close enough. She's got those tentacles too. She can grab that dragon. She could, but then you'd have to worry about the dragon breathing fire and uh, correct me if i'm wrong but they say in the original independence day that if you can penetrate through the um the outer layer of the harvesters they're just as brittle as humans um so all you have to do is somehow break through that uh, outer layer and then the inside of the queen is probably brittle as hell the dra- and, and dragons are notoriously known across the board in every dragon movie. They have some of the most tough, like harder than diamond, like teeth, nails, scales like, yeah. of anything. So I feel like that if it just chomped on the Queen Harvester, probably going to do some damage. So even though I'm arguing that the dragon could probably win, uh, the Queen Harvester still gets two out of three for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, for Good. cultural significance and design, I would go with those. So the fight really doesn't matter for my point of view. But uh, if we're talking about the fight, I could definitely see how the dragon would beat the the Queen Harvester. Yeah, see, that, that the fight's tough for me. And I know I already went two out of three, but I just can't stop thinking about it because Independence Day is the best. But, like, <laughs> if the dragon tries chomping on the queen... I could see the queen holding it away with her with her uh, hentai tentacles, <laughs> but then at the same time, it's like, do we know how these independent aliens are up against fire, especially like you know heavy breathing dragon fire? Yeah, plus dragon fire could probably just melt the outer layer. Like, yeah, maybe. How, how how hot that like dragon's flame is supposed to be like a different kind of fire, not just like. Oh, it's fire! It's on fire now. Like, it's like basically Pazuzu volcano. cannot cannot steal beams. So I'm trying to say. Oh my god! <laughs> Not again! It's wow. back. Um, I guess design. Uh, it's basically just a much bigger original design from the the first movie, but it is an iconic design. Uh, the dragons in Reign of Fire aren't that spectacular when you think about what they could look like. Um. Cultural significance also probably goes, so I guess I gotta go two out of three also. Because who remembers Rain of Fire other than me? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, Matthew McConaughey. I remember bold <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, so I remember. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we already have three for the Queen Harvester. Uh, did anyone else have any differing votes? Yeah, I agreed pretty no. much. All right. Well, sounds good. Let's go to the next one. We have, this is an interesting one. We have uh, number six seed, The Blob. Uh, three full appearances. Uh, unknown height and weight, although it probably varies. And its abilities are digesting flesh upon contact, uh, increasing size from eating, the ability to squeeze through narrow places, and the ability to merge and disengage. And it's facing uh, a newcomer to the tournament. We actually had a disqualification uh, a few days ago. Um, Originally, this slot was reserved for the 50-foot woman. Uh, However, after some... She uh, got caught with steroids. After some uh, (laughs) thorough USADA testing, she was caught uh, with... um, uh, illegal substance in her in her system. So uh, she oh, must man. be part of the Russian team. Oh man! Uh, she was seen <laughs> leaving the building with Brock Lesnar. So we'll. Uh, oh, who knows? God. But uh, she's been replaced by the character Hedora, which is uh, one of the Godzilla monsters. Uh, still number eleven seed. Uh, three film appearances. Uh, his height varies between one hundred ninety five to five hundred ninety four feet, and he weighs forty eight thousand tons. Uh, Damn. His abilities include yeah, buddy. Uh, alien pollution. Uh, basically, he's a literal piece of shit. Um, <laughs> he's made from actual garbage. Like he's pollution incarnate. That's what he is. Yeah. He, yeah. I believe the uh, the American name for was the smog. Uh, Godzi- was the smog yeah. monster? Godzilla versus Hedorah when it first came to America was Godzilla versus the smog monster. Uh, he has the ability to change between forms and gain power via absorbing pollution, uh, shape-shifting with sludge, regeneration, the ability to split into smaller forms, corrosive mist, and pollutant-powered energy I-beams. I think this, this matchup is actually a much more fun matchup than yeah. the 50-foot woman would have been. Blob this is basically the American blob versus the Japanese blob. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean... I guess I'll I'll guess I'll lead with this one. So culture significance the blob easily because I remember I remember hearing as a little kid from like my dad and just like from my other family members like they'd always quote that movie they'd always be like it's the blob and, and you know it's just it has <laughs> that's a great quote <laughs> <laughs> they would they would just always scream they would always they'd what is always that movie what is that, that from <laughs> I don't know <laughs> X Men Origins yeah X Men or yeah it's like did you just call me blob uh, <laughs> no. But I feel like the blob has been around longer. It has it's it's more original and it's been uh, more people know about that than Hedora, unless you're into the Godzilla movies. Uh, design this is tough because they're both blobs. Like <laughs> I, 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 I would say I would say Hedora because I would say Hedora because it has three different it has three different uh, forms. So it could like because the blob is just a blob. The Hedora can be that like that flying disc or the standing version. And like then the, and then the the, po- the poison cloud form it has to, uh, so culture or uh, design wise I'd give it to Hedora. Fight, man. I know the I know the blob can consume anything flesh, but what if the blob tries to eat Hedora and gets poisoned? It'll become a super blob or super Hedora. No, it becomes super sick. <laughs> I, I feel like Hedora would just assimilate it. Yeah, that's what I think so too. I think considering how much bigger Hedora is. I feel like it would be like, oh yeah, more food, and just pull it into it. Yeah, it would be like it. It'd be like a dipping sauce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. one sauce. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Like, or that's what I was thinking was, um, if the Hedora, if Hedora eats the blob, what if it gets like twice as much power because it's eating something that's so powerful? You know what I mean? I mean Palmerization it could, from Yu-Gi-Oh. 
Also, look at the picture I sent. That's totally why the blob should be <laughs> oh, best no. design. Why is this? Oh, no. <laughs> you perv. Uh, <laughs> my vote goes to Hedora. I think the blob wins cultural significance, however, loses in the other two. And we've already outlined the fight, I, I think, for the most part. Unless someone can come up with another angle of it, uh, I'm going with Hedora. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. Yeah, I think uh, it's probably the same exact results in my mind. You know, design Hedora and the fight to Hedora, but the cultural significance of the blob. I mean, you actually know what the blob is, Hedora. You have to explain, oh, that was the smog monster, right? You got to watch that movie because it's trippy. Yeah. As fuck. <laughs> that's, a very, that's a very interesting one. Are they ever remaking the blob? Rob Zombie was supposed to, like, a decade ago, and it never happened. So, yeah, Yeah, someone saw 31. (laughs) (laughs) Brought it back in time, like, no. (laughs) All right, well, uh, we already have three for the blob, or I'm sorry, for Hedor. Overrule. Is uh, anyone else going uh, against uh, Hedora? I'm torn on the design. Uh, I agree with you guys both on cultural significance and the fight, but there's something about the blob that just looks intimidating. Um, it's like gum. Yeah, but it's it, if because of how, I guess, not massive. It's weird where uh, something not being so massive uh, feels more intimate and in a way creepier. That's what uh, she said. Yeah, exactly. That's what you said at the gym. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter at this point. I can't really sway your opinions, I don't think. Uh, one year, One's a guy in a rubber poop suit, and <laughs> the other is, uh, you know, this uh, sludge just creeping towards you. All right. Uh, Steve, I'm assuming you're going with Hedora as well. Just Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. Yeah, for sure. Right, Fedora. Let's uh let's go to the next matchup. We have number three seed, the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Uh, four film appearances. Uh, it is thirteen feet tall and weighs four thousand pounds, and uh, it has the ability of uh, he has thick, scaly skin, thick intelligence, and a large mm-hmm. mouth. That's with... what the T stands for. <laughs> thick Rex. T- it's thick, thick Rex, Rex. y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, large mouth with razor sharp teeth. And he's facing off against number 14 seed, the giant troll from Troll Hunter. Uh, one film appearance, uh, unknown height and weight, and it has the ability um, of Berserker Fury. Uh, physical powers, he can chew rocks, run at a quicker pace, and can smell out Christians and Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> what were you looking for, T-Rex? I was waiting for that one. Maybe the, maybe the T-Rex is Jewish, so he's safe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no that, that T is obviously a cross. Yeah, exactly. Um, let, let me just say this: <laughs> Can you outrun a giant troll in heels? <laughs> That's a oh, good man. point, Mike. Asking the good questions. Oh, Where? Why are they running? Why are you why running? Are you running? <laughs> why? Why are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> um, as much as I enjoy Jurassic Park, I'm going with uh, the giant troll. Um, or troll. This we, we've seen this we've seen this T Rex get taken out by just a slightly bigger dinosaur in uh, in Jurassic Park three. 
Um, we've seen it get outrun by fucking Clint Howard's niece <laughs> uh, in heels. In heels. Uh, the, des- the design is, I mean, it's what we've always known T-Rexes to look like throughout history until probably recently, I guess, when people start saying, no, it has feathers. Um, the only thing I think it's got is the cultural significance just because of that poster. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Steve Spielberg's name above it. Mm-hmm. Um, giant troll would probably rip it in half and uh, looks cool. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you for that. It must have been while I was kissing you. <laughs> ah, I like where this is going. Ooh. Meet me in the gym later. <laughs> oh God, I would go giant troll too, though. I mean, culture significance. Troll yeah, too. Oh my god! Oh my god! I would go with the I would go with the one troll that has like three heads. And the big noses is sniffing for the one guy to say in the, the prayer to Jesus. They're goblins, <laughs> not trolls. Oh, they're so gross. But uh, the uh, the the giant troll would destroy the T Rex. It has if you have opposable thumbs and hands, and you're and you're giant, you're going to beat the T-Rex, I'm sorry. You don't uh, think that the, the, the T-Rex's ability to uh, bite uh, helps at all? No, I think the giant troll kind of be like, ow, and like shake it off and punch it in the head. Well, I, it, is, is, does a troll have like regular skin? Like, is there some sort of way that it can uh, protect itself against that? I think, I mean, trolls are overdeveloped. Like, they're not, hu- like, they're humanoid in nature, sure, because they're bipedal and they have like, you know, normal hands and stuff, but they're overdeveloped and super strong. And also, you know, you bring up the Berserker Fury thing. That's the essentially that's essentially the same as like a giant adrenaline burst. So the T-Rex bites the troll. The troll gets mad and just pushes its thumbs through its eyes and then it's dead. <laughs> and then immediately yeah. goes on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These trolls are really big. Like... Did we go over the height difference between them? It's I couldn't get an official number of the height, but I yeah, because they're sure massive in this movie. They're way bigger than what the T Rex would be. I almost think isn't, that like the, it could just step the on the T Rex. Like, isn't the cover like giant legs going into the sky? Or yeah, like, they're, they're it's like huge. a silhouette of a giant troll. I've seen the movie and yeah, they're I've, they're I've, gigantic, and I'm thinking like the T Rex next to it would just be like a a, a dog. Like oh, a dog for the troll. <laughs> um, yeah, the the design of the trolls are are really cool looking because there's more than one kind in in the movie. Um, cultural significance, I, like I said, I think the T Rex would get it because you you'd show one of these troll designs, you wouldn't really unless you're into Nor- unless you're into Norwegian cinema. Yeah, um, but like I was saying earlier in the fight. Trolls probably way more powerful and much larger than the T Rex, regardless of the T Rex's biting abilities. And it doesn't have arms, so <laughs> these little hooky things. Well, uh, there's already uh, four votes for the troll, so I really don't have to say anything. So I won't. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to the next match. We have uh, number seven seed, the creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, two film appearances, unknown height and weight, and the abilities are strength, resilience, thick skin, and swimming abilities. And he's facing off against number 10 seed, the Rancor from Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Uh, one film appearance, he is 16 feet tall, and his abilities are long arms, immense jaws, strength, armored hides that could withstand blaster fire. 
So is this a different rancor than the one that died in our other tournament? <laughs> <laughs> I we, think his oppo- I think his opponent is a little bit easier in this. One. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, go ahead. No, no, go on. Oh, thank you. Well, I don't know, Steve, because now that we oh, know of all the force powers that Leia has, we might have to rethink that whole thing. Uh, oh, yeah, because she can fly through space now yeah. and avoid death oh, without breathing. I mean, the character. Yeah, and feminism. Oh, no. I think I think um, the creature wins two out of three. Like, design, I'm going to go with the creature, and culture's significance, I'm going to go with the creature. But I think, head to head, I think the Rancor would fuck him up. Yeah, it's <laughs> still two out of three. So, someone try to change my mind. I, I'm torn. I'm torn with uh, because culture significance obviously creature from the Black Lagoon because he came first. He's one of the he's one of the OG. Yeah, and then we have a movie inspired by him as an Oscar nominee this year. So, <laughs> but the and, but the for me the design I would actually go Rancor because the creature of the Black Lagoon is a frogman. He looks like he's a fish. The Rancor is its own thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's nothing in existence that looks like Creature from the Black Lagoon list or something. I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> just, some crazy dude, just some crazy inbred dude in Florida with gills. Around. I'm sure Gildo. that's a thing. I'm sure it is. Yeah. It's Gildo. Gildo's back. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, yeah, the, the fight, I the fight, I just, the Rancor would pick him up and eat him like the Gamorrean. Yeah. Uh, remind uh, me. Remind me how the Rancor died. He died yeah. because of the 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 gate fell on him and crushed him. And, ha- and how did that happen? Uh, rock hit, uh, rock, rock. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't someone throw a rock? Yeah. The rock <laughs> ran in and hit the button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you think the creature from the black the rock got fastball special? Well, see now I'm wondering what sort of arena they're fighting in. Well, nowhere with a gate. <laughs> yeah, the Rancor, learned, the Rancor learned from his buddy. He's like, nope, I'm not doing that. He's like, I'm thinking. Fuck I'm gates. thinking. I'm thinking the uh, the creature could has has a potential uh, uh, victory in battle. Oh bullshit! I'm not sure if the creature <laughs> is uh, smart enough uh, to be no, honest. He's with stupid. You. He's pretty dumb. But is the Rancor any smarter? No, I feel like the intelligence level is pretty equal here. I think yeah, but you need stupid. someone with actual intelligence to be able to close that gate. I think that it just a fucking rock falling because it was just wedged wrong. Oh, come on. Done it and oh, just killed God. this Rancor. This Rancor is a bitch. Fuck that. I'm going with the Rancor then. Just to <laughs> Yeah, me you. too. Fuck you, Mike. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think the Rancor would win the fight anyway. And then uh, cultural significance, I would go with the creature, obviously. Um, as far as the design goes, I kind of like... Uh, to me, they're both interesting, but I kind of like the Rancor design a little more. So by that small margin, I'm going to go with the Rancor. Everyone knows mm. that the creature of the Black Lagoon is based off Abe Sapien anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, that's the, the thing. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the design, and I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because the Rancor looks pretty cool, but uh, it, it doesn't. Huh. I feel like I couldn't describe it to someone. The Rancor? Uh, yeah. It's a giant and, uh, monster the, with teeth. The, the, the creature from the Black Lagoon is... Its design plays into its cultural significance. It's so iconic. Oh, that I slow feel down like... there, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an argument he has played before? Yes. <laughs> One that you have called him out on. <laughs> oh, God, no. Don't do that to me. I'm changing. 
Listen, um, like, either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. villain. <laughs> <laughs> Stay uh, away from fear. I don't know. I got to hear other people's arguments to right, well myself. I think uh, something that no one's even considering in this fight is the fact that the Gullman has superhuman strength and a healing factor that allows it to survive, like, gunshots and even being completely lit on fire. Like, and basically the only thing that it can die from is having its lungs damaged. And it also depends on, you know, the arena they're fighting in. But how does he how does he fare against sharp teeth after he's picked up and eaten? <laughs> yeah, ripped well, in half like the pig man. He, he he's a lot more superhuman than I think you're giving credit for because the only movies that we've seen him in, of course, are old movies where they didn't show off. But if you actually pay attention to those movies, like he was not just like a dude that could swim around underwater like that. That wasn't his like pony trick. Like, and considering the rancor is dumb enough to die via gate, uh, I don't put a lot of faith in it, it being able to outsmart a, uh, person that can move around yeah but the quickly. gates had sharp edges how many gates yeah. have that also the Gilman has an ex- insanely w- an insane weakness to light like sunlight so they have to fight at night I mean, <clears> okay <throat> i can i can read uh, i can read wikipedia see, uh, <laughs> but uh cultural significance i think for me goes to Gilman anyway um for reasons i said like we're even having a movie that's basically Guillermo de Toro's love letter to the creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, wanted to fuck it. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Renominated for an Oscar this year. And then design, I don't know. I, I think the creature is just an inherently cooler design. Like, And it's not even one. Like, I, I feel like even if they remake that movie, like, it's one of those designs where it'll get even worse backlash than anything else because it's such a beautiful creature from the time period that it came out, like mm. I think it's probably one of the best looking universal monsters. And it's also one of the only original universal monsters, mm. um, yeah. that and the Wolfman. So um, that's two out of three. So I said, I'm going with Gilman. <laughs> so what is three versus two? I'm with Gilman. Hashtag. Oh, so he wins. All right. Well, uh, that means, uh, he, I mean, he the rank horse. I couldn't remember. The rank horse dies again. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember who voted first there, but oh well. Um, I did. I voted for Mr. Gilman. No, oh, Gilman. Wasn't Gilman. that the, the name of the dude from the Regis and Kelly show? Gilman? Yeah, it was the creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regis is always Gilman. What what do you what what's what are we talking about this story for? <laughs> Gilman. <laughs> anyway, uh our next matchup we have number two seed, the Predator. Uh five film appearances. It is seven feet tall. And uh, it, its abilities are advanced technology and weapons, uh, superhuman strength, durability, resilience, and super superb hunting skills. And he's facing off against number 15 seed, the Bioraptors from the movie Pitch Black. Uh, two film appearances, unknown height and, and weight, and its abilities are limited flying ability, thick leathery skin, uh, twin forked tails with spikes on the end. Uh, sensitive ultrasonic sensor organs with the ability to pick up sounds and are very photosensitive. I think think the Predator wins all three categories. I feel like the Bioraptor would be in the Predator's trophy room from Predator 2 when Danny Glover, who, by the way, kills a Predator. Wow. Wow. 
I feel like the Bioraptor is little more than those dogs that were in the movie Predators. Yeah. 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 Like, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I agree with Mike. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the Predator wins in cultural significance. Like, I didn't even know who the Bioraptors were before Sean said they were from Pitch Black a few episodes ago. And um, he wins in design because he's one ugly motherfucker. And all, <laughs> all of his tools and tricks and doodads would would uh, scope these bitches out and shoot them. And then he would, he would put his skull in his trophy room. I'm going with Predator. Yeah, I'm also going with uh, Predator. And no arguments here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going with Predator 2. Yeah, I'm going with the Predator 2. If the Predator can successfully hunt Xenomorphs, then and if the Predator can successfully hunt Xenomorphs, it can hunt the Bioraptor. Unless someone wants to try and argue that the Bioraptor is more dangerous than the Xenomorph, which I don't think is happening. Now let's throw Danny Glover in the mix, though. Danny, oh, Glover, wins the- Danny Glover wins the whole tournament. The whole <laughs> tournament. Wait, with or without Revolver? With oh revolver. shit! That's a that's a secret move, Sean. <laughs> that's a, that's a special move. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one. We have number one seed King Kong. Uh, eight film appearances. He is uh, fifty three feet tall and weighs five tons. And he's got uh, nothing, and he's got nothing on me. He <laughs> his his, <laughs> his abilities include intelligence and physical strength. And he's facing off against number sixteen seed uh, Varan or Varon, however you want to say it. Uh, he's one of the Toho monsters. He's had uh, two film appearances, uh, unknown height and weight, and his abilities are Trifibian, or I'm sorry, he's a Trifibian kaiju, uh, a.k.a. a giant flying squirrel monster. Um, yeah. He uses uh, membranes between his legs to glide. Uh, so he has spikes on his back, and he has armored plated skin. Damn. I don't know. <laughs> to me, this is another one of those, for me, it's... Uh... Well, actually, no, I wouldn't say it's a clean suit because Rand's more, uh, the design is way better because King Kong is the giant monkey. That's, he's always been that. Rand has actually took some, that took some thought to create an animal that looks like that unless there's giant flying lizards somewhere that I don't know about. Um, but the the fight, I think I think King Kong would just grab him and slam him and, and smash him because King Kong's one one weakness with monster fights has always been ones that have like above and beyond powers like uh, with Godzilla's breath and uh, stuff like that. But I think I think for uh, for King Kong and Varan, King Kong wins two out of three for me. So I go King Kong. Mm. Uh, well, as far as cultural significance goes, it's no match. Um, appearance, though, I would give to Varan, um, mm. just because, like you said, King Kong is just a, a big monkey. Yep. Uh, as far as the fight Ape. goes, Ape <laughs> Harambe. Yes, it's a giant Harambe. As far as the fight goes, um, the fact that Varan can fly helps him. Um, you're right. I, I could I could see King Kong grabbing him. It's just a matter of how strong Varan would be to get away from him. Um, and also the, uh, the 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 armor plated skin would help him too. Probably uh, it would help absorb some of that abuse. So I'm I'm kind of torn. It just to me it's it's a matter of whether or not the spikes that he has can actually hurt King Kong enough to actually take him out. I think um, Kong could um, adapt to it. Be like he'll grab him from the side or uh, pinch his head or something like that to avoid the spikes. He's got uh, that. Th- he's got that thinking brain. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at. I have because uh, I'm not too familiar with Baron. I've seen Destroy All Monsters, his second appearance, but he kind of did nothing in that movie. Uh, so I'm, I am cheating a little and looking at his Wikia page. And 
This guy seems pretty damn indestructible, eating a lot of explosive gunpowder and not dying, where uh, King Kong was just killed with some 1930s machine guns. <laughs> and he falls off a building. And yeah. he's, killed, he's killed by the power of love. Oh, oh. damn. Just like yeah. Interstellar. That's what killed that someone, movie. Uh, <laughs> someone play the Mike Kanellis theme song, please. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, grudgingly go with Varen because uh, I do agree the design of this demonic flying squirrel looks a lot cooler than Ape. Uh, though his face in the King Kong, uh, King Kong, and the Peter Jackson King Kong looked really cool, you know, that like damaged shit, but uh, eh, it's, it's an ape, you know? Or giant <laughs> Sasquatch if you saw Skull Island. Uh, you know, yeah, I, the movie. I, uh, I thought I was going to be the only one, but I think I might be going with Varan too. His, his cousin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the sequel. Well, that, that's what it was in Destroy All Monsters because. It was a juvenile Varan, apparently. It wasn't Oh, he hasn't, he hadn't graduated yeah. yet. Yeah. He was in Juvie. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna go with Godzilla. I mean Godzilla Fuck. Oh, wow, okay. I meant um King Rigged. Kong. I uh I still I just think Kong would uh kill Varan in a fight. Like I know Mike was saying he absorbs gunpowder, but if Kong, you know, wraps his big meaty claws around him, I think he could strangle him. Big meaty claws, or break a bone or two, break his neck. Uh, you know, break even even in Kong Skull Island, when he's facing off against the, the skull fuckers, uh, <laughs> you know he he doesn't do too well until the end when he he somehow magically finds that uh, propeller with the chain on it. It's like, I mean, oh sorry, I, I I just don't see King Kong as being all that great at fighting. I mean, he does adapt, though, and he, he decide, you know, he thinks about the chain, he uses it, he uses the propeller, and then at the end, because I just watched the movie over the weekend again, and then um, at the end, uh, it was a little weird when he, he's holding uh, Brie Larson in his hand, and then the skull crawler eats that hand, but Kong pulls out his insides. But you know what? Like, how if, did he... if there was a beautiful woman in, in, in the proximity of the fight, King Kong would be so distracted. Exactly. So all Kong has to do is just carefully hold Brie Larson and then just rip out someone's insides. Because like I, I'm like, how did he not crush Brie Larson when he's holding on someone's insides with the same hand? But I digress. I'm well, still going because with Kong. Of the the Kree powers she got. <laughs> <laughs> See, now he's dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jason, did, did you give your... You said King Kong, right? Yeah, I'm going with... Okay, uh, so, Dan, you got a tie break for us. Uh, I'm going with M'Baku from Black Panther. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like... Uh, with Varan, is it really flying or is it just gliding? Gliding. Like, it's falling. So it's falling with style. Style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So it wouldn't be able to stay in the air indefinitely against Kong, is what I'm trying to get at. But he is a significant amount bigger than any of the Kongs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's kind of. I was thinking about that too, but at the same time, uh, we were also going under the assumption that Kong would grab him anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
right, well, cultural significance, Kong, uh, design against Varan, so it comes down to what my opinion on this made-up fight would be. And, uh, I don't know, I mean, I think they've, they've both been seen being defeated equal amount of times, and... I think Varan might just pull the upset, just size advantage. Oh man! Like oh. really, like I like Kong, and maybe once we see how big Kong is and how they they portray him in a fight against crazy three hundred feet tall fucking Godzilla, whenever that comes out. But uh, fifty meters is much much bigger than uh, was it thirty? Is the the size of them so far that we've seen on screen. So I just think even with a, a bigger brain, probably from being a mammal or whatever the equivalent is for a giant ape, yeah, uh, mammal, yeah. I, I think uh, Varan pulled the upset on here. We're going to have a bottom of the bracket taken over the top. Final two, final two, Hedora and Varan. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> right. Well, that's uh, that's actually our first ever 16 seed winning in a, in a fight. What? Wow. wow! History. Yeah, it's a, it's our WrestleMania moment. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Steph when you need her? No, I actually no. really do like Kong Skull Island. Personally, I enjoyed I that fucking one. Fucking hate that movie. Oh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> it was all about nihilism. Yeah. Did you not understand that? By the way, I hate cinema <laughs> sins. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, let's go to the next fight. We have uh, Clover, it's, which is the Cloverfield Monster, uh, number uh. eight seed. Uh, two film appearances. It is uh, 350 feet tall. Spoiler. <laughs> and uh, it has uh, the uh, its abilities are thick, heat resistant skin, strength, and it's covered in small parasites. Ew. Uh, just like me. Just like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's, are those parasites then make people like blow up. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah. Jason. <laughs> uh, yeah. Face off against uh, Cooper. Which is uh, number nine seed. It's the monster from Super Eight. Uh, one appearance. It is twelve feet tall, and its abilities are enhanced strength and speed, durability, agility, underground digging, and telepathic abilities via touching. Also, something Jason has. I do. Yeah. Come and touch me, Mike. <laughs> so I'm looking at Cooper right now because I completely forgot, like everything about Super Eight. Um, he looks kind of like a mini Clover monster, except he has four arms. So he's like Clover and Goro combined. But, um... Chloro. What? Chloro. Yeah, Chloro. Chloro. So, for cultural significance, I'm going with uh, the Cloverfield monster because, um... I wouldn't have if 10 Cloverfield Lane didn't reinvigorate that series. And then Cloverfield Paradox just came out, which ties in with the first one. And so that's kind of uh, injected new life into the whole franchise. And supposedly Cloverfield, uh, another one's coming out in October, the um, uh, uh, the World War II themed one. Anyway, so uh, definitely Cloverfield Monster has uh, the monster has more cultural significance than the Super Eight one does because like I have I did I remember nothing about that movie. I saw it like twice and I still don't even remember it. And um, head to head, definitely the Clover Monster. Like say what you will about Cooper, he's intimidating looking, but the Clover Monster would just fucking sit on him. And um, uh, what was it design? No, no, cultural. No, I missed design. Sorry. <laughs> 
I'm just going to, I don't know. Clover Monster uh, kind of looks, they look the same to me, except one has an extra pair of arms. Yes, we've established this. <laughs> no, I, I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry. Um, I'm going to give all three to the uh, Cloverfield Monster. I'm also going all three to the Cloverfield Monster. Um, there's really no way for the Cooper to win. Um, the size, big disadvantage. Even some of its powers really only affects humans. Cloverfield Monster is not a human. Um yeah, I mean, maybe this would be a different fight if the Cloverfield Monster was up against Special Agent Dale Cooper, but uh, as far as just the Super <laughs> Are Eight we monster, only going off of the, the Cloverfield Monster from Cloverfield, or are we going off the, the spoilers size one from uh, Paradox? Cause, uh, the one that breaks through the fucking skies? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Well, either my, way, either one would fuck this guy up. Yeah, my vote still goes for Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah makes agreed. three. Me too. Yep, me too. Yeah, Clean get sweet. out of here, Koopa. Really, yeah, uh... Koopa, get out of here. Koopa. No, that's Hooper. That's different. I know. I keep wanting to go Koopa. I know. I keep talking. Mike, that was the first thing I thought when I saw the movie. Like, Koopa, aim the boat. <laughs> All right. Uh, that, let's go to the next one. We have number five seed Mothra. Uh, five film appearances. Uh, it is uh, 200 feet tall and weighs 15,000 tons. Uh, and its abilities are scratching and dragging, uh, poisonous yellow powder and scales, uh, silk spray, and psychic abilities. And he's facing, or I'm sorry, she's facing off against uh, number 12 seed Maguma uh, from the movie Gorath. Uh, I heard my Maguma the other day. <laughs> one appearance. <laughs> Uh, it is 25,000 tons. Uh, it is a giant walrus kaiju. And um, <laughs> really, uh, he looks goofy. Really, the only uh, powers he has is he has large tusks. Those are some oh. fucking awesome powers. Oh, man. Um, do we bother? Like... <laughs> Mothra, I think I feel like Maguma's food for Mothra. You mean you think Mothra's going to eat a giant walrus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the if only thing, I, the thing I'd give, the thing I'd give Mothra is Mothra can fly, and I don't care how nice and big your tusks are. If you fly up and sprinkle that powder on the the uh, the walrus, he's dead. Maybe uh, uh, Mothra is an ivory collector. Cu- culture significance I'd give to Mothra because Mothra is a really famous uh, Toho monster. As far as Maguma, I learned about Maguma when this tournament was announced. Uh, <laughs> Mothra is one of the more uh, like established. Uh, Godzilla's uh, one of Godzilla's adversaries, and uh, I'll never forget being, tag team I'll, partner. Yeah, and ta- yeah, they they feuded and then they teamed up. They they became the Golden Kaiju's. It's like the Hardy Boys. <laughs> the Vegeta of Toho. Yes, <laughs> yes, just always a little bit, just good, but not as good. Just antihero. Right, yeah, <laughs> right underneath. I'll never forget being a little kid and seeing that old Mothra movie where the Japanese women are chanting Mothra, and it's really weird. So all of them. It scared me, man. <laughs> I remember being a little kid, it was creeped me out. <laughs> but yeah, also, Mothra's, Mothra wins design for me because it has two forms. Uh, I don't know if we're going to count I... the one form. Okay, which so are we going to go off the flying form? Or yeah, the I think we'll, we'll stick okay. with the flying one. Okay. I think Mothra, Still, looks, pre- <laughs> Mothra looks prettier than a giant walrus, so... 
Now, if we were to replace Maguma with Justin Long from the movie Tusk, would it make a difference? <laughs> uh, I would go, yeah, I, would I don't go know Tusk. then, because then we got the movie that put A24 on the map, so the cultural significance is way up there. <laughs> yep. The design, you know, it was by uh, one of the K&B guys. Like, it's just, oh, you know, he, he, he went full walrus. <laughs> <laughs> you never go full walrus. <laughs> now, is Mothra a PC fan or a Mac fan? Uh, why? <laughs> I get it. Remember the I don't think he gets it. I get Long? it. I just don't think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I respect too. that, Sean. I wouldn't either. I respect that. Yeah, Mothra for me. Mothra. Yeah, I, I think uh, this one's not really one that we have to discuss too much. Uh, apparently, I was looking into Maguma. He just gets killed by a flying ship with a laser on it. So oh, Mothra flies. There it is. What Done. a puss. Bam. <laughs> Wait, does yeah. Mothra have, have a gun? Mothra wins. <laughs> All right, let's yeah. go to a more interesting match then. Uh, Mothra advances. Let's go to uh, the next one, uh, number four seed, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. What did you do, Ray? <laughs> Choose the form of your destructor. Uh, one appearance. Uh, he, he is 112 feet tall, and his abilities are size and strength, and he is controlled by Gozer. Uh, and he's facing off against number 13 seed, I couldn't find a pronunciation, so I'm going to... Guomo. Guomo. Maybe this? the G's silent. Like Django. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah. you can, Django if you want change. to, just call it monster, because apparently that's what it is in Korean. Oh, well. Ooh, that the, sounds good. <laughs> the monster from the movie The Host. Uh, one appearance, unknown height and weight. It's a large amphibious creature uh, mutated from an unknown organism by various pollutants in the Han River. Uh, it has a segmented jaw with sharp teeth, and, uh, an immense appetite, and is kind of clumsy. If it has an immense appetite, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's made out of marshmallows. So yeah, uh, this uh, design—I haven't seen this movie, but now I want to because the design of this thing looks fucking rad. It was um, on Netflix, and it freaking went away before I watched it. God damn it! Uh, I hate that the only thing yeah, I would... I've heard—I've heard really good things about it, and I meant to watch it, just haven't yet. With the host, so the only thing like I would say uh, regarding the monster eating the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is the fact that it is so big that he could literally up. just eat like a toe off of him, and it would be like the the amount of the monster. Yeah. So I don't think that's actually a good argument. No, um, I, I I was just fucking around. I agree with that. <laughs> no, I totally see where you're going with that. How uh, fast is metabolism, though? <laughs> I don't care how fast your metabolism is. You eat that much marshmallow, well, you're going to become diabetic. <laughs> it has really slow metabolism because it can survive long periods without food. Mm, good point. But he's uh, not eating them. So the, the, the Stay Push Mar Marshmallow Man, even though he is made of marshmallow, he is still very large and has a lot of weight to him. Yes, um, I agree. Which could lead to him uh, maybe crushing the monster. Sitting on him. I mean, he he crushes uh, a um, a church, right? Yeah, Guomul has gone bye bye, Egon. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I I think uh, cultural significance definitely stay puff design. Oh, yeah, for sure. You could make the argument for the monster from the host, uh, but as far as the make the, the argument, I'm just saying <laughs> you could. No I mean, the one is one's just a Michelin man I, with a hat. Listen, if I were to, <laughs> if I were to take a, a page out of Evan's book. Uh, I would say the design is so simplistic that it is uh, 
it is it is uh, so recognizable. Plus, it's a Stephanie Myers creation, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as far as the fight goes, I think he would just squish him. Yeah, I can see that. So Stay Puff gets two out of three. Yeah, I agree. Two out of three Puff. Yeah, so. as I'm looking at the uh, the again wiki page for Guomo. Uh, in its biology section, it says it is apparently unable to decompose anything but organic flesh. Oh, that's so right. I, <laughs> I would then have to just by that go with the Stape Off Marshmallow Man for a, uh, a battle. So overall, two out of three for Stape Off. All right. Uh, Dan, I'm assuming, not that it really matters, but uh, who are you? No, I was going to go for Guamo and, you know. I, I want to be contrary. Not really. Stay puff wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the next one. We have number six seed Rodan. Uh, 12 appearances. He is uh, 230 feet tall and weighs 16,000 tons. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, his abilities are supersonic flight, shock waves, powerful gusts, wind breath, and spikes on his head and chest. Uh, and he's facing off against number 11 seed, the ants from them, the movie them. Uh, one appearance, unknown height and weight, and its abilities. Uh, it is a gigantic erat erat oh arachnid Iraqi. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's a giant ant. Uh, with, uh, there it is. Strength, a large mouth and claws, and the ability to nest. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have reached the battle where neither of them wins cultural significance. Yeah, Rodan's <laughs> Rodan's. I mean, like. Actually, unless you really no, unless you really that, Godzilla. I would no, argue. I give it to Rodan. I would argue them wins culture significance because way more people remember that movie as opposed to anything Rodan's ever been in. Yeah. I'm only saying I'm not saying you're wrong, but you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm only saying Rodan because he's in that uh, the Anakong Skull Island. Uh, spoilers. They have like the little tease where it kind of teases and him. No so one maybe knew that, who he was. They're like, oh, I'm it's Ghidorah. Maybe, maybe, maybe that. Um, <laughs> Maybe that uh, you know made people research and like look at who Rodan is, listen, putting I, it back into the public consciousness. Listen, it, it, here's my barometer. Needing uh, to Google something does <laughs> not, not does not equate to cultural significance. <laughs> no, <laughs> Google is a culture. <laughs> uh, everyone remembers them. It's it's a it's a popular 1950s uh, monster movie, and I feel like people would remember as maybe not younger people, and I'm sure younger people don't know who the fuck Rodan is either. But I'm sure people who uh, went you know were alive during that time, they remember them. They remember the giant um, the giant ants. They remember the scene where they find all all the 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 skulls and bones after the the. The dude got attacked and all that. Like they, they remember stuff like that. So I would say cultural significance goes to them. Um, as far as as design, I would give that to Rodan. So I think it does come down to the fight. Um, Rodan wins the fight. He flies, man. Yeah, he picked. He's like tw twice the size as these ants. He can well, step on. The them. problem is, uh, I mean, that's maybe that is true. Maybe I mean, uh, the um, the. I would. It would be better if the monster that the ants were facing had some sort of something that they shot out, as opposed to just wind. I feel like. I mean, I feel. I feel like Rodan would like because that wind gust is so strong. I feel like it would flip over the ants or like yeah, knock them around the, uh, off a cliff or in the ocean or whatever. I wouldn't say even off a cliff. I'd say he'd flip them over and then land them and eat them. 
Mm. I think Rodan would win head to head. That's it's like saying it's like saying ant it's like saying ants in real life have chances against birds. Hmm. That's interesting. Although I, I I think that the ants from them are a little bigger than that. But. Oh yeah, obviously yeah. I'm just me. I'm meaning like I'm, I'm thinking if Rodan was surrounded by them, like would he be able to gust them all over at once? There like, are a couple of them. overwhelmed. It's not <laughs> just the one. Uh, yeah, that's they have numbers. That's true. Also, it would help a lot too if this wasn't just Rodan. If it was Fire Rodan, and because may- Fire Rodan is the other version of Rodan where he has a fire breath, which would help a lot. But that's not the one we're dealing with. Yeah, and maybe uh, because we all know how ants can can band together, and they're just as strong. Like they use multiple times their own body weight, and they use able- teamwork. Yeah, they maybe oh, they could shit. use teamwork to take down. Makes Rodan. the dream work. They use the power of love. <laughs> Oh no! Not again! <laughs> no, no, <laughs> can't do it again. I'm gonna go with uh, the ants from uh, them. That's my I'm official gonna, vote. I'm, I'm gonna stick with uh, I'm gonna stick with Rodan. Okay. Uh, you may, you know you're right about the ants uh, lifting twice their own weight. I forgot about that. So maybe uh, they can bench press Rodan. <laughs> but fuck, Rodan was how many tons? I mean, sixteen thousand. That's way more than twice their own weight. So I, st- I still think that uh, two out of three for me, I- I'm going to go with Rodan. Okay. Ants-, ants are crazy strong, though. If humans had the same strength as ants, I, I think we, sh- we-, we would be able to put garbage trucks over our heads. Like Braun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'd flip him over. He's just a big ant. He is. That's what he is. He's Ant-Man. Ah, put <coughs> it out. Hmm. Yeah, this one, this one's hard for me to decide. Uh, the battle, I think, uh, them would get cultural significance. Rodan is actually a design based off Pterodon, not just an ant. That's where his name is, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, um, I feel like, uh, if, if we're not talking about just a couple of these ants, if we're talking like an entire colony of ants. I feel like they would be able to overwhelm Rodan. Like, sure, well, if it was just one I mean, ant. Let's, then... It's not. It wouldn't be just one. But let's not go crazy. I think in the movie, them, you, you only see like three or four of them. But is that just because, you know, that the movie that it could have been because was of the time? Then, yeah, who, like, who knows? Because they, the, there's never like think of anywhere if there's a if there's ants, there's not just going to be a couple like. Normally an ant colony there. is huge, mm-hmm. so it's in, hard in to my say. mind, it's kind of this, this swarm-like mentality of, of ants just trying to feed on something. Um, but I do feel like Rodan probably has a better chance against other things in this term. I think this is just a bad fight for him. Um I think I'm gonna have to go with uh, the ants, though. All right, Woody well, then, Allen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, can we uh, replace him with Woody Sloan. Allen? Sylvester yes. Stallone. Uh, then I guess that means Mike is our tiebreaker. Mike, do uh, the right thing. Uh, I don't see Spike Lee on here at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, listening, because I haven't seen them. I really want to see them. Now. Who's them? Uh, I want to see them too. Hello. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know what? In that case, we will see them next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. I go with the ants. Bye, Rodan. <laughs> All right, Woody Allen moves on. 
Jason, could you give us your impression of uh, Woody Allen from Ants? <laughs> uh, why are we doing? <laughs> now I'm put on the spot. No. Um, I'm trying to think of a quote. We're not moving on until remember. you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's the point of being in a colony? I mean, all we do is dig all day. God, Steve, can you do uh, Sylvester Stallone in Ants? No, I cannot. I'd, I'd rather play if I can do Heimlich. <laughs> Um, no, we'll move on. <laughs> I guess you so a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next matchup. We have number three seed, King Ghidorah. Uh, 11 appearances. He is uh, 490 feet tall and uh, weighs somewhere between 30 to 50,000 tons. Um, his abilities are flight, gravity beams from his mouth, hurricane winds, durability, regeneration, scales that manipulate light to form protective barriers, Mind control on susceptible beings, electric bite, energy shield, and magnetic powers. And this dude like should just win the whole thing. King Ghidorah is a it's the reason he's called King Ghidorah. Well it's also why I'm pretty sure he's never just had a one on one fight, even no. with Godzilla. So no. he's always tag team with Gigan. Uh yeah. and he's facing off against yeah. number fourteen seed Hydra from Jason and the Argonauts. Hail Hydra. Uh, <laughs> hey, Fanling. Well, uh, one appearance, uh, unknown height and weight. It and uh, he is a multi-headed reptile with poisonous blood uh, and breath, and the ability to grow heads. So everything else, uh, yeah. Cut off all. one head. Two face it. Hey, what does Hydra. everybody want? <laughs> head. <laughs> Remember that scene so, at Ants where Woody Allen tries eating the sandwich, but it's behind the plastic wrap. Oh my it, god! It's a force field. <laughs> Remember that scene now, from Ants when Woody Allen was uh, looking at that teenage ant and was just like, oh, I'm going to adopt you one day. Oh, oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. Topical. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, the, uh, to this match, I'm going to give King Ghidorah two out of three on this one. Uh, culture significance, the Hydra came first, and you could also argue that King Ghidorah was based off the Hydra. It's a, it's a, it's, well, actually, no, King Ghidorah is more of a dragon than a snake, though. But it's got I mean, the three heads. I would just say design-wise, because King Ghidorah has wings and can fly, and it looks a lot better than uh, it looks a lot better than the Hydra. Um, yeah, there was never a mecha version of the Hydra. That's right. That's oh, that's what wins King Ghidorah. He had a metal head when Godzilla. Well, that's not off. fair. There's only been one appearance of the Hydra. <laughs> I mean, oh, they're I, in a lot of Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, Jesus! I think in the fight too. I think King Ghidorah would win because it's bit like first of all, he can fly. He has all the crazy. Be- he has all those gravity beams, the- and the- he can he can knock him out with the hurricane winds from his wings. I just don't see how the Hydra could win at all in a fight. And if you want to argue that, like, if Ghidorah eats him, he has poisonous blood. It's like I feel like King Ghidorah could probably shrug off the poison of a Hydra. He's like what twenty thousand tons or six yeah, hundred. It, it, it might make, absorb it at the wor- at, at the worst. King Ghidorah might like burp pretty bad and be like, "Oh, that was gross," but I think it would be all right. <laughs> But yeah, so two out of three for me to King Ghidorah. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Steve. I'm going to go with King uh, Ghidorah. Or Ghidorah, however the hell you want to say it. Sometimes they just drop the O and it's Ghidorah. Yeah, yeah. Hail Ghidorah. Hail I thought those were two separate separate monsters. Hail Ghidorah. Uh, I would give Ghidorah all three. Um, yeah, I could, see the, I could see the argument there. I, uh, I did some research to try to check up on, because I know... Ghidorah would be very powerful, so I wanted to see how many weaknesses I could find. Uh, one of the weaknesses that I found was is that um, 
He does have uh, some exposed parts of his neck that you could probably attack. Uh, but the Hydra, I don't think, would have the ability to even get that far. So, And also, the Hydra was defeated by a man named Jason. Yep. Uh, good, job, good job, Jason. I do what I can. How are the Argonauts doing? No, they're good. They're watching ants right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True so, story, though. My parents named me Jason after that movie. Oh, I can't wait for that ma- matchup. King Ghidra versus ants. <laughs> 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 Great. <laughs> So uh, I'm going uh, Ghidorah. Yeah, uh, King Ghidra for me. Uh, the design, I think, he, even though he doesn't have arms, so that's always like weird. But I think a gold three-headed dragon from space. Think is of it, he does have crazy. arms. He just has yeah, they're on the, they're on the uses, wings. He uses his other heads to grab stuff. Yeah, just like me. Head. Uh, but the the Hydra's kind of just a one-trick pony, where it's like, you cut off the head and get another head, but if you just don't worry about cutting the heads off and just, just eat it, eat it <laughs> and destroy it, then... Eat it like broccoli. That, that's that. Uh, cultural significance. Uh, the Hydra is a mythological creature, but uh, I don't think most people would be able to pick out the thing that looks like a Hydra and just know that it's a Hydra. Maybe they saw the one from this movie and they knew the movie, but uh, King Ghidra is probably up there with being. I'd say he might even be more recognizable than Gamera, even oh, Gamera, I, like being the, the also ran to Godzilla. I, think I agree. Ghidra is one of the most well-known the kaiju first, monsters. The first Godzilla movie I ever saw was Godzilla versus Gigan, and that had King Ghidra in it. That was the first one I ever saw as a kid. Hmm. Uh well yeah uh it seems like everyone's voting for King Ghidorah so uh so I guess we'll move him on to the next round um, Mike Mike what did you think I think there's no contest here oh, okay uh, good that's what I, I mean and if we didn't go with the answer is like Dan get his ass handed to him yeah. by Ghidorah for the millionth time yeah he he he's he's Godzilla's most popular villain like yeah him and Gigan are like neck and neck. <laughs> Like he he's the one you looked at when you saw the post credit scene for King Kong. Oh yes, you know, yeah. like, monsters oh, are real. What, what is what is butterfree in a in a in a pterodactyl? <laughs> <in> <laughs> I'm looking at King Ghidorah. All right, for sure. All right, let's move to the uh, let's move to the next matchup. We have uh, number seven seed, the Kraken from Clash of the Titans. Someone get Liam Neeson. Release the Kraken. There he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did it at the same time. Uh, he uh, has two film appearances. He is uh, 450 feet tall. Uh, he is uh, his abilities are he's a sea monster with size and strength, large tentacles, endurance, and a large jaw filled with sharp teeth. And he's facing against uh, number 10 seed uh, Otachi, which is the, one of the kaiju's from Pacific Rim. Uh, one appearance. He is uh, 207 feet tall and weighs 200. I'm sorry, weighs 2,700 tons. Uh, he is a, a big boy. He is a category four kaiju, which that's the, like the system that they have in the movie. Uh, he has the ability to fly. He has a low center of gravity, powerful jaw, and an acid sack underneath his neck with corrosive <laughs> acid that can melt thick metal. Oh God, I got a, I got a <laughs> corrosive sack right now. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know uh, what it is about the word sack that just makes me it's, laugh. Dude, it's balls. It just, it's balls. <laughs> That's what it breaks down to. It's, it's funny. It's Chinian from it's, South Park. It's, it's a nut cr- It's a ball Chinian from fucking that. Why didn't the kaiju just uppercut him in his, in his chin testicles? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, the Pacific Rim Jaeger. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, God. Uh, I mean, Kraken obviously wins culture significance because the Kraken's one of the oldest monsters ever. Like, even back, like, it was it was back at, during seafaring days. It was what would pull the ships down when with reality it was storms. But they make up the crazy story about the uh, the Kraken, and they also proved. I mean, giant squids exist, and I'm sure that some ancient sailors must have seen one. Oh yeah, yeah. So so the significance for me would go to the Kraken design. Otachi is a totally you know, Otachi is pretty not really based off anything really. I mean. The, the Kraken is a giant octopus, or squid, rather. I'm sorry. Well, the Kraken's design... Well, I, that's the whole thing, is, like, what Kraken are you talking about? Because I yeah, pulled up yeah. Clash of the Titans, and they look wildly different. Or if yeah. if you watch the Atlantis animated movie... Oh, never mind, that's the Leviathan. Never mind. <laughs> never shit. mind. Yeah, the Kraken's design changes between what, uh, you know, varied on what you're yeah, watching. Mytholo- I think mythology, I... it's like a giant squid. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. a giant sea serpent. Well, to like narrow things, we're specifically talking about the one from Clash of the Titans. I'm going to look and that one up. With one, the, though. <laughs> the two of them you can use different. either or. 2010. Well, the one just looks like a ripoff of the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. The one from the, 2010 the other one. Like, go ahead. Sorry. The other one, I, I, I typed in Kraken 2010, and one of the first uh, pictures I see under Google Pictures... Is just a side by side of the Kraken and Orga from Godzilla 2000, and I'm like, oh wow, that is kind of yeah. There, that's actually on. Mike. I just did the same thing. You actually, you have a serious, you have a good point there. Um, you know, when I think of Otachi, I can't honestly uh, remember any of the designs of the Pacific Rim monsters off the top of my head, uh, and I think that speaks poorly about the monsters. Um, hmm. yeah. I don't know. I, I pulled up both side by side. I'm with uh, cultural significance. I'm definitely going with the Kraken and design. I'm going to give to Otachi because he just I just for lack of a better term. I just think he looks a lot cooler than the Kraken 2010 specifically is what I'm looking at. That looks just like a water Cloverfield monster. The, 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 the thing that the, um, the thing that uh, wins Otachi for me is he just has like um like the the Kraken's kind of bland, but Otachi has all those cool colors on him, like he's all phosphorescent and stuff. Yeah, I think Otachi would win in the fight too. He's Shardimus Prime. He's got that uh, sack of acid. That sack. That's what wins is the word sack. That's yeah. the real winner here. I'm gonna go with Otachi. Magic wand. <laughs> yeah, the Otachi magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think cultural significance to Kraken definitely Liam Neeson. Thank you for that. Um, the design, I think I would also go with the Kraken because I just like what Mike said. I can't remember any of the monsters, or I should say the kaiju from Pacific Rim. Yeah, I think um, the Jaegers are much more memorable. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I Gypsy. mean, I I did the research and I couldn't even remember about the sack. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're twelve. So, I think just two out of three, regardless of the fight, I would still go with the Kraken. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I think I I gotta go with the Kraken. 
I mean, yeah, uh, they're both, both water-based. definitely agree with the the design for the Kraken also, just because uh, even though there's more than one design to go off of, it still stands out more than... You just could have put Pacific Rim Kaiju and be like, oh, okay, and just think of like an amorphous combination of all those giant things with like... Uh, bioluminescence in their body and that's kind of like the only standout thing they have is a lot of them glow um yeah, you feel like hey, someone asked you can you describe a kaiju monster from pacific rim i don't know it was kind of dark but then there were glowy parts yeah <laughs> at <laughs> least you know regardless of any of the other designs of the crack and you'd be like well is this is giant squid or we kind of look at the creature of black lagoon but also mixed so with goro is is that where they got the inspiration for the black panther suit it was okay. dark, but with some glowy parts. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll just point you to the, the run of the comics where that came from. It's fine. <laughs> well, I feel like I'm the outlier. I'm going with Otachi, but that's okay. Well, I don't. I'll yeah. watch Dance instead. How, how many votes have we gotten? Uh, I didn't cast an official vote, but I, I was going with the Kraken anyway. So I, I think Jason's right. <laughs> okay, so uh, Steve, did you vote? Yeah, I voted Otachi because I think he'd win the okay. fight too. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I think Mike went Kraken as well. Yeah, so it's three Kraken. to two. So yeah, Kraken yeah, wins. Yeah, okay. So Kraken narrowly uh, manages to uh, to move forward. Otachi put up a good fight. Kraken yeah. unleashed. Release <laughs> the Kraken. Release the Kraken. Release the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Release uh, the crack. Let's go to the last match that we have for the first round. Main event. Not really. <laughs> yeah. uh, number two seed, uh, the Xenomorph. Uh, six film appearances. Uh, they're be somewhere between six to eight feet tall. Um, their abilities are they're an extra extraterrestrial endoparastenoid species. I think that's nice, how you Sean. say that. That was a good job. <laughs> uh, they have strength, agility, stealth, durability, speed, and the ability to see in the dark, and they have a secondary jaw, just like Jason. Ah! <laughs> oh, see, there it was. <laughs> and they're facing off against number 15 seed, Dagora, from the movie Dagora. Uh, two appearances, uh, undetermined height and weight. Uh, it is a gaseous jellyfish-like alien kaiju that feeds on radiation. Uh, it can mm. it can fly. Uh, it has tentacles, and it has the ability to uh, use a vacuum to suck up minerals, just like Jason. And uh, has a corrosive-like body. They're minerals, Marie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, corrosive body, you said. Yes. Just like the alien. Well, corrosive blood. Yeah, their their body is resistant to corrosive. Oh, sorry, suck up my minerals I, there. I, I before we get started, there is one little side because I did have someone bring this up to me uh, earlier. Uh, if you are arguing for the xenomorph, the the way we're judging this is if is in the movie it, that the character is based off. For this goes for everyone. If there's uh, scenes with multiple of them, you can use that in your argument. Uh, and for the Xenomorph, you can also use the Queen in your argument as well if you need to. Okay. And, and by, by that stating, doesn't that mean we can also use the fact the alien can make different creatures based on what it impregnates? Uh, 
technically yes, but I don't know if that would really help in in the not, fight. Not in this. Not not in this fight. I'm just Are saying, including David at all. In what? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I definitely think the Xenomorph wins in cultural significance. I mean, that is the alien, unless you're going with the gray aliens, but uh, yeah, or the real ones. Just, <laughs> or the real aliens. <laughs> Uh, like the Democrats. Oh, <laughs> Alex Jones, you get out. You get out. <laughs> oh, I found a story about Alex Jones I'll share on here. But um, anyway, so Xenomorph definitely wins in the cultural significance. I mean, Alien, the original 1973 film is a, is a, is a cultural landmark. So that, that'll win in that area. Design, I'm also going to give the Xenomorphs because, yeah, they kind of look like a penis. But um, <laughs> this, uh, this, uh, Dagora guy, although he does look really creepy, he kind of looks like an HP Lovecraft monster. He um, looks like a mess. He looks like the uh, the kind of sperm that would have created Alex Jones. No, yeah. <laughs> look at the story I just. Yeah. Shit. And uh, that would be 1979, Jason, not 1973. But... I apologize. I apologize yeah. to all your diehard Alien fans. But uh, so I, I, as far as the fighting goes, um, I'm kind of going towards Godor Dagora. Just Dog. looking at the size here, it kind of reminds me of the fight we had earlier with the ants from them versus um, the the Rodan. You know, size versus a giant monster. It's kind of like the aliens are the ants, and uh, Dugora is Rodan in a way. But that's still two out of three, so I'm gonna go with the Xenomorph. I would something that I saw also that. about Dugora. Sorry, I cut my off. Is that the uh, the Gora's weakness is being wasp venom randomly? Yeah, I was, like, was going to bring that up. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I'm looking at that. Bee and, and wasp and venom wasp is venom. lethal to the Gora and insect venom. Body to so we should not come to Earth. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Not the bees. What? Its body. Its body has a corrosive effect, which would then therefore be uh, ineffective no against the xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, not just because no man. I feel like a fucking maybe a single xenomorph could take one of these things down. Um, I think all three go to the xenomorph for me. Uh, the, the the xenomorphs are vicious little creatures, especially if they're not necessarily born of a human, but of another you know any other thing that could be attacking. You know, say oh, ooh, I'm just spitballing here. Imagine oh, if yeah. another Toho Kaiju was inhabited by a chest burster. It got, and we got a xenomorph of a, like, I don't know, even say fucking Rodan, you know, the flying. Yeah. It, it, Damn. It, no. No. Oh, damn. no. I'm done with this. <laughs> by Dagora. Uh, are, are we sure that a xenomorph could impregnate a Kaiju? Yeah, those face hey, We saw small. a splash and dash in Covenant. So well, yes. because you wouldn't you theoretically need depends on how you look at, it, but wouldn't you theoretically need a face hugger that would be be big enough to lay an an egg inside them? What, what if, about what about what the one from just, Prometheus that uh, impregnated the giant white well, man? They just wasn't. They it. just gotta get the tip of their thing to your mouth and you're screwed. Oh no, oh, I've heard that hooch. one before. Yeah, <laughs> just like uh, Weinstein. Xenomorph, <laughs> Xenomorph accused of sexual harassment. We <laughs> really want to be pedantic, considering the the Xenomorph is is known for uh, creating more rather than just outright killing. 
in the canon, it could be like every time we kill something in this tournament, and we have a Degore alien and so on and so forth. So but uh, everything the Xenomorph beats brings one with it. Yeah. Um, but no, obviously, I'm going to mark out for the alien because uh, it was unfairly held back from the tournament last year. Because people said it wasn't from a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it's from a psychological thriller. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, the design of the Xenomorph is probably one of the most iconic sci-fi designs of all time. Amen. Um, cultural significance. Uh, you say alien, you know what alien is. The Gora, first of all, it has dog in the name, so that makes you think, oh, it's a giant dog creature, right? No, it's a jellyfish. It's Clifford. It's Clifford. It's wow. a jellyfish. Oh, gosh. It, it, would, <laughs> it would be easier if it was a dog considering Alien 3. Yeah. Um, Ooh, I, I, I got that. <laughs> yeah. But in a head-to-head, I, I'd even say that, again, like a swarm of alien, th- those corrosive tentacles aren't going to do shit against the silicone skin of an alien that contains that molecular acid that's their blood. So I don't really know how the Degore would actually hurt the xenomorphs like because that's that's its power and again we're not really sure you know if we consider aliens to be insect or whatever but i mean their bite probably could have some sort of effect on the gora or if it has a, a weakness to insect venom hmm. I mean, that's speculation here but uh, i already gave it two out of three Hardy. so yeah. <laughs> uh, so we all have our demons. Is going ahead, right? You know, anyone gonna yeah, I'm not the even neon, speculating. The neon demon jellyfish. No, uh, I'm. Oh, that I'm would be my more. favorite jellyfish. <laughs> uh, I'm not even speculating. Uh, the xenomorph would win two out of three anyway, uh, regardless of the fight. I'm not even thinking about the fight. Yeah, we're gonna get xenomorph versus King Ghidorah. That will be interesting. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, unless anyone has anything else to add, that that wraps up uh, wraps up the uh, first round. Put the ball at the end of the first round. Balls. Balls. <laughs> Sack. Uh, so let's uh, preview what we have coming up next week for round two. The matchups we have: uh, Godzilla facing off against the crocodile from Lake Placid. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye, crocodile. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have uh, Gamera facing off against the Queen Harvester. Yeah, my queen. Yeah, turtle queen versus queen. alien. <laughs> <laughs> we... yeah, keep the meme alive. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Hedorah facing off against the giant troll from Troll Hunters. Oh, man. Uh, we have the creature from the Black Lagoon facing the Predator. <laughs> Woo! That's uh, oh, we have Varan facing off against the Cloverfield monster. Mm. Uh, Mothra facing the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> the two cutest monsters. It's, it's, it's a cute off. It's a cute off. Aww. Uh, we have the ants from them facing King Ghidorah. Okay. Goodbye, ants, piece of shit. I'm going to go kill that King Ghidorah. <laughs> Woody Allen, get out of here. I'm going to go and... fuck him up for you, Sun Yi. <laughs> and our main event for next week will be the Kraken facing off against the Xenomorph. Ooh. Damn. 
Release the Xenomorph. <laughs> nah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. No. <laughs> no. No. So, that brings us to the end of the first episode of the 2018 edition of March Monster Madness. Everybody. So, let's put a bow on the end of this first episode of this tournament. Uh, I am Jason Green, and you can follow me on Twitter at JGScreen89. Follow this podcast on Twitter, blah, blah, pod one. Tweet at us. Let us know who you thought should have won if you had any differing opinions on our matchups tonight. And uh, tweet at us anything else you want to, because we'll answer. That's what we do. Also, uh, follow us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, Podbean, Twitter. I mean, I already mentioned Twitter. Stitcher and uh, our YouTube page for our funny video reviews. A new one has been up for a while now. It's really great. You should check it out. I'm not going to tell you what we're It's been up for a while, and it's not new. Shut up, Mike. (laughs) Uh, A new edition is up, and uh, I'm not going to tell you what we reviewed because it's part— Mike, stop interrupting me, you fuck. I'm going to get my double jaw out and bite you. He's cooking um, you. But uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Go go on our YouTube channel, subscribe, watch our latest video review. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what we watch because it's part of the fun. And check out blahblahinc.com. Sean. You can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Brack Show. Uh, and also uh, plug for a show that we had co- that came out on Monday, which is our official Oscar preview show. Uh, give you some predictions if you want to win your bracket. Um, bra- wait, no, they don't do brackets. If you want to win your ballot, uh, they got so many brackets on the mind. Uh, if you want to win your ballot uh, for your Oscar pool, uh, uh, listen to the show and uh, get get uh, get some knowledge on uh, everything Oscars. Oscar knowledge. Mike. Uh, my name is Mike, and you can follow me every day in your heart. <laughs> like me. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, Dan. Yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at FATX666. Uh, I, too, like to plug that Oscar show since I took part in festivities. And uh, I'm the, the reigning champion from last Rigged. year, even though Sean, Sean says that the, the results were burned. but Yeah, we can't like find no, actual proof of it. That's not true. Just go back and listen to last year's show, and you'll see that I won. I think they might be surprised. <laughs> if Dan's predictions lose this year, he'll uh, change his Twitter handle to Mr. Katz along with the picture from the Courage of Cowardly <laughs> let's, not, let's not go that far. I think that's I a bet. I think that's, these, uh, you, so, you heard him. He took no. the bet. No. He shook my hand. We all saw it, right? That's, I saw that's it. That's not what Jason grabbed. Oh, oh I shook something. It felt like a hand that was as big and masculine as a hand. Uh, it was also a little acidy, too. Uh, okay. And Steve. <laughs> You can follow me uh, on Twitter at son of Kalel with underscores instead of spaces, uh, son of Kalel six two six. And uh, for my YouTube plug this week, it'll come to no surprise. Oh, geez, my microphone. I hit the. I hit the, <laughs> YouTube, the, bell I hit the They're trying to censor you. He's like, why didn't I win? Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna come consume me now. He's gonna throw me down the big uh, the cavern. I'm gonna have to say, fly you fools. <laughs> but but uh, my YouTube plug this week should come to no surprise, considering I saw them. If you haven't checked them out yet, go check out the. Hodge twins, two of the funniest guys ever. They they just started. Uh, they started on YouTube a long time ago with nothing, just making silly videos, and now they're doing a pretty successful comedy tour. And I saw them last night, and I was crying. I was laughing so hard. They're hysterical. Uh, they do workout. They're they're also big uh, big time workout fanatics too, and they have a successful um, workout channel called Twin Muscle Workout. Um, but yeah, they have three channels. Check them all out. They're great. So if you want to find them, just type in the Hodge twins into YouTube. 
Steve, when you right. uh, when you met them uh, last night, did you just go up to it? Hi, I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> I was like, hi. The, one of them was named Kevin too, so I was like, hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> but hi, I, Kevin. It was, I was going because they were at the, like they went to like this upper floor to do the meet and greet, and we had to make a line up the stairs to go see them. So I'm like, I'm on the stairs, and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna say? Should I talk about like all the videos I've seen? I'm just kind of thinking, <laughs> and I was, it's like, who's breathing back there? But I was just trying to think of what to say, and I got to them, and I shook their hands, and I blanked. They both looked at me and laughed, and I was like, I can't say anything right now, guys. <laughs> and they were just all, like, go punch yourself in the face. <laughs> all, 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 I was able, all I was able to tell them was, you guys had a great show, and then I kind of just like left, and I was like, wow, that really sucked. I'd have the same reaction if I ever met Wandy, Randy Quaid. Wandy well, Quaid. Or Wandy Quaid. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> oh, if this Quaid. wasn't a March Monster Man this episode, I'd say, name this episode Wandy Quaid. Jason, you, <laughs> you want to go meet Randy Quaid when he comes down to Cherry Hill in two weeks? Monster Mania. Oh, shit, I'm thinking of Dennis Quaid. No, I don't. Hello, boys. We're <laughs> over. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much again for listening to our first March Monster Madness episode. Stay tuned for upcoming March Monster Madness tournament episodes brought to you here on blah blah podcast don't forget to subscribe have a great week good night get away from her you bitch <laughs>